What do you get when you have a crazy pandemic, too much time on your hands, and the need for community? You get the schmooze. Join me, Allison Friedman, as I yenta it up with other members of the TAE fam. Join me. And welcome back to the schmooze. I am so excited to see you here today. And with me, I have truly, truly one of my most favorite people in the world. She's a very good friend to me, to my whole family, to pretty much everyone she meets. Um, I'm so lucky here to have Deb Clark with me. Um, she is a four-year-long temple member, and she's also been a preschool teacher in our ECC. So join me in welcoming Deb Clark. Yay! <laughs> welcome, Deb. Thanks for having me. Of course, it is my pleasure. Um, for those that don't know Deb, she is, she's one of those people, I'm going to embarrass you, sorry. Um, <laughs> she's one of those people who just brings light and warmth everywhere she goes. She, you can't see her whole body right now. She is like a small, she's a very small, petite, little fairy of a delicate woman. And she gives the tightest, warmest, most delicious hugs. How that's possible, I don't know, but I love every second of them, except these days we're not doing much of that. No. Um, no hugging. No hugging. Um, so sad. Deb and her magical hugs and her delightful smile and all of her soothing, warm words are some of my favorite things. So I'm so glad that she's joining me today. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And I want to also share that Deb has been on quite a journey. I believe. So I want to hear, share, share with the millions of people that are watching. <laughs> um, I would love to help have you tell your story of your Jewish journey and how you got here. Okay. Um, I think I, I do have sort of a unique journey. Um, I was raised in Long Island. Um, my mom was Jewish. My dad is Catholic. Um, but my dad was very essentially an atheist wasn't I didn't wasn't raised with any sort of um Catholicism except I would fly to my grandma's every year for a week and she'd give me bible studies and hope that there was something penetrating there but that go? <laughs> when she found out my dad was marrying a Jewish woman she wasn't so happy about it um but other than that like Catholicism was just like we'd get a Christmas tree and like that's the essential. We didn't even celebrate Easter. Um, and then we did like basically like traditional Jewish holidays, but it, Judaism just simply meant I go to my aunt's house for Passover and Hanukkah. Like that's literally, that was it. Um, my mom was more of a spiritual person. She was into meditation and um, alternative ideas of spirituality, like reincarnation. She did a past life regression when I was young and I, all those sort of things. Like, wow. so I was raised with that and was really connected to that part of, mm -hmm. um, spirituality. Um, but I essentially rejected most organized religion until like four or five years ago, honestly. Um, oh, wait, back up real quick. Oh, okay, okay. Your mom was Jewish, but enjoyed more like spiritual art alternative thinking. That's right. Cool. Kind of maybe hippie-ish a little bit. For sure. Okay. Yeah. So, 
Um, but your dad, he was raised Catholic. Yes. And like was super into it until he wasn't. Is that what I understand? That's right. I mean, he, he almost became a priest and then like he went to the monastery. Oh, that's like, that's into it. It was very, it was, it was forced upon him to be fair. Um, and then he was like, no, 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 thank you. So he pieced out of that and was like, no, thanks. Right. And then your mom didn't push anything either way on you. Like you just kind of absorbed whatever she went along with. Right. Right. Okay. So then you grew up Jewish, but would you have said like, if if you and I were meeting for the first time and you were, you know, in our younger selves Mm -hmm. and I said, Hey, like, what religion are you? As if people ask that. Um, what would you have said? You know, growing up because of where I grew up and it was so common to be half Jewish. That's how I was like, oh, I'm half Jewish. Got it. You know what I mean? Like it, that, but that meant really nothing to me. Right. Other than like, I, I, I didn't have anything behind that. It was right. just like, that's what everybody said where I grew up because right. that was, you know, um, the way it was. And I assume that's just also because like the ancestors came from the old country, right? Like it's not even like you were Jewish as a practicing Jew other than the community cultural holidays. That's right. Like it's, it's just a, uh, you know, what you do because that's where the old people came from the shtetl or something. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, my, my grandparent, my grandma's parents died Mm -hmm. in the gas chambers. Yeah. So it, it, I don't know why I wish I could ask them why they didn't sort of, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it was painful for them. I, I don't know why that it was not something that was sort of even ever, I have no memory of it ever. The ideas of Judaism ever being discussed. Um, it wasn't, they, they weren't like self-hating Jews. Right. Like they were proud to be Jewish, like, you know, or New Yorker, you know, like, but it, there was just, we never discussed the religion part of it. Got it. I can't say this cle- like enough is that I really didn't like, I was felt really strongly against organized religion, any okay. of it. Yeah. I just did. As a young 20, in my twenties, like, you know, people would be like, oh, well, your mother's Jewish. That makes, I mean, my mom died when I was 21 and like, it, it, I'd still never connected anything mm-hmm. to being Jewish in the way I do now, mm-hmm. but like, they'd be like, well, you're Jewish because your mother was Jewish. I was like, don't tell me what I am. Don't tell me who I am. I like, was very like that sort of like, you know, that attitude when right. I was younger. Right. Um, and honestly, I think I, because of the, the Catholic part and what my dad sort of told me stories, I think I, just assumed, oh, well, it's going to be like this. And there are people telling you that if you're gay, if you're this or you're that, or, you know, you say a bad word, you're going to go to hell. Like there are all these ideas I think I had in my head that I just assumed Judaism was the same. And I was like, I don't want any part of that. I, my own religion and I'll be spiritual in my own way. I don't need organized anything to tell me, you know, um, how I feel. Right. I get that. Yeah. But then here you are, a member of a temple. So, I mean, so, did, did, we, so, did we force you? Did we pull you in? How did this work? No. So, you know, uh, my good friend, Cindy, she, she mentioned that her son was going to, I have two kids, mm-hmm. Sawyer's 10, Milo's seven. Um, and 
Milo was, I met Cindy at a, a mommy and me. Mm -hmm. And it was like that time, which always seems crazy, but they're like, you know, like almost two and you're like, oh, I gotta get started. I got a whole yeah. year to find a preschool. And at that point, Sawyer went to a preschool I wasn't into mm -hmm. that I wouldn't want to go back to. Right. Um, and she told me about this place. And when she told me it was like at a temple, I was like, no, I'm, I don't want to have any, you know, and she's like, can you just trust me and like, just go and like tour it. And I said, okay, okay, okay. So I toured it and like, you know, I am a teacher and I do have very specific ideas of what I wanted for my child. Of course. You know? um, and I toured it and honestly, within like 20 minutes, I was sold. It's play-based, child-centered. Like, it was sort of magical. I really did wow. get like, this warm, like, wonderful energy from the school. And I could not believe, my mother-in-law, by the way, was so happy. So I did end up marrying a Jewish man. Um, so, yes, yeah, so I was like, oh my gosh, my, nobody's going to believe that I've chosen this school because it was just, everybody knew that I was so, like, against you know, anything that was affiliated with religion. Right. Um, so I chose the school and I don't, I can't remember if Donna caught wind of the fact that I was a teacher or that I told her, I, I don't, I don't actually remember, but I basically signed up. I got my fingerprints. I was like, I can sub. I have my master's in teaching and I, you know, but not, but, Preschool was never on my radar. Let's put it that way. Right. Okay. And she goes, oh, you know, we, you'd sell, but sometimes it's like once every three months. And so, you know, and I was like, okay, whatever. Yeah. You can spy so, on your kid. That's like, exactly, the mark, right. <laughs> that's exactly right. So I, I mean, I think within the first month of Milo starting, um, well, first of all, I loved like Milo starting and the, the like community of people there like we're so like amazing compared to friends. I feel like that's step number one. You made friends, right? Like I, I didn't even make, they just like people just like, they just like, they, they just like came in from all the parts. I don't even know what happened. It was like, it, I just, I, Sawyer had gone to two different preschools. His first preschool was pretty, there was a good community. The second one was just not like, I didn't know any, like I didn't, it just, it was like, you go, you drop off, you leave, whatever. Wow. And this, okay. People just like caught wind that we were like going there and they were just so kind. So immediately I got like a good vibe. Like the day I dropped Milo off, I got, I'm getting text messages. And I was like, this is amazing. You know, like just unexpectedly like extra amazing. Right. So, um, so anyway, so I sub and I think I subbed in the owl room and I loved it. I went home and I told Michael and I, I literally said this, I was like, I think I could do this. Like, I think I could do this preschool thing. Like, wow. Job. Like besides Milo was a little young and he was just starting school. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't like ready to be like full time or anything. But so I ended up subbing a lot. Then I ended up working like, like regularly, like every week, two wow. days a week in the monkey class. Um, and, and, and just like loved it and really, so I'll back up a little bit. So I actually started learning about 
Judaism from preschool, from the way a, a, a preschooler would learn. So and you and like a three-year-old are basically on the same plane. 100%. Is that what I understand? That's it. Yep. Like you, you are Silly Cantor's biggest fan, maybe? Biggest fan. Yes, absolutely. 100%. Um, I really, I know it sounds silly, but I was like, if there was like a Judaism for Dummies book, like, I wish I would have read that book. Like, if, you know, there should have been something like that. Like, these are the basics. These are the, this is the foundation for Judaism. I mean, that's what we're teaching. That's where you go to the preschool. I mean, we're a formed preschool. So, right. but even like, you know, like the different holidays and what the different holidays represent. I was like, this is so great. Because honestly, before like choosing that school, I always said, I just want my kids to be in a school that teaches them about how to be good people. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, literally like reeling. I'm like, this Judaism is that. And, and that's, and it connect, and I, it just, it got more and more like, I started feeling like connected to something, a part of me that I never felt connected to. Right. Another little piece of this, which is not a big deal, but it, it did feel at the time I took a DNA test and you know, it, it gives you a breakdown. It's like, oh, you're 42 or 47%, whatever Ashkenazi Jew. And so I know it sounds silly, but for me, that sort of like lit this weird feeling inside me because then I was like, oh, it's not like it's inside my DNA. You know, it's not right. just like being Catholic is not inside your DNA. It's not a choice to believe something right. or not. Right. It's like part of your genetic makeup, like who yeah. you are as a human. Yeah. And this is all happened within months of like early months of like the beginning of the school year. Wow. Um, and I felt like I just, I felt connected to the, being Jewish in a way that I never, ever thought possible. I never cared to know it, you know? I mean, I was spiritual. I believe in God and I believe in a higher power and the universe and all that. Um, and I had that from my mom. And I think that helped to be open to that. Yeah. It was almost like the gateway drug. So yeah, like, it was becoming Jewish for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's exactly right. It was a gateway. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, so then I, I subbed and then the following all that year and then Milo, the next step was going to what was then the Explorers. It was a five day a week program. Right. So, you know, it, it was talked about that perhaps they were going to offer me a job five days a week or whatever. And I was like, I don't know if I'm ready for, you know, but I'm like, what else am I, you know, like my kids, both my kids are at school at five days a week. And, and then once I started, it was just like, I, it was, it was, a, it's the perfect job for me. Right. One, I absolutely love the job, but it too, I got to be with my kid. And, and then I just really feel like it, I kept building on top of my knowledge of, mm -hmm of Judaism, even though it was like, you know, like I can tell you that most of the services I've been to, almost every one are kids services. You know, obviously- Even that game. <laughs> obviously I went to like Shabbat every Friday with right. my students. 
Was that your class. job? Like you yeah, have to. <laughs> yeah, which I like war like filled my like soul every Friday. I love it. Um, but I also started taking my kids, and then they started showing an interest in it. And I'm not, I'm not of the I'm not of the idea. I mean, yes, Milo was going to a Jewish preschool, but like Sawyer was a little older. And then I'm like, okay, like, do you want to get a bar mitzvah? And he started, like, I can see them connecting with the content, you know, of of what is being talked about at these services. That really like made an impact on, on Sawyer. Yeah. And then it kind of like continued to feed his curiosity to explore Judaism further. Well, because he never had, he didn't go to a Jewish That's preschool. Right. So he had no background. The only thing mm. he knew of is when I took him to these services and, you know, you never know what kids are absorbing or if they're internalizing anything, you know, and I'm looking right. at him and he's like, you, like, we would talk about it. Like, I'm like, oh, well, what'd you think? And he would say these sort of profound things. And I was like, oh, all right. And, and you know, like for me, Michael and I early in our relationship discussed like, because I, at that point I was, I knew I was marrying a Jewish man and his parents, his family was Jewish, but I still was like, but that doesn't mean our kids are going to be Jewish. Like, I was really like, that doesn't mean like, we're going to be great. You know, like we're going to celebrate. I'm like, you know, like, don't like, you know, and like, we actually had of an intense shouting match. Wow. We were, I think we were driving up or back up from up north. Um, and we were having this conversation about our hypothetical children. I mean, this is like, we were not even married. Like we weren't even engaged. Yeah. And, and he's like, but what if I want my, our kids to have a bar mitzvah, a bat mitzvah and dinner? I was like, well, what if I don't? You know, I mean, we were really. Wow. And I remember at some point being like, okay, I'll give you the bris if we have a boy. That's all you get. You know, that's it. You get the bris. You get the bris. And then I'm cutting you off. Yes. And I remember saying, well, if they want to do it, you know, I want it to be up to them. And, and and, you know, and then he's like, that's ridiculous. Like kids don't like ask to go to what, you know, like want to go to religious school. I just went because I was told I had to. And I was like, here I am. I'm sitting with Sawyer and I can see a little spark in his eye. And I was like, Holy cow! This is that bris. It's, he had that spark because of the bris. Yeah, the bris. It's it's it ignited all of it. Yes, that's exactly right. Um, but really, like he showed an interest in it without knowing anything about it. Wow. You know, Milo was in it because he was learning about it. And he, right. you know, and so he loved it because he was already. It was just embedded in his, you yeah. know, in what he was learning at school. It was in his day to day. Yeah. Right. But Sawyer was different because he did choose it. He really did. I was like, okay, you want to go? He's like, I, I do. I was like, okay, it's like every weekend it's on. And, and he really, and he's really like, I hear him speaking Hebrew in the other room. Like, and, and it's, he's really good at it. And I was like, who is this child? <laughs> it's like crazy. Um, but I'm proud of him. I'm proud that like, you know, that it means something to him, you yeah. know what I mean? And he's is absorbing it 100% because you can't just learn a, you know, a new language without really focusing and being no. present. Yeah. Um, so. And he's two years away from his bar mitzvah. I mean, I got a date. It's what? all happening. It's crazy. Um, so anyway, so then I started teaching, you know, full-time and 
I just love it. I mean, more the first year I was more like learning and sort of an assistant. And then the following year after that, sort of like co-teaching with somebody who like, who felt like, um, like we were doing it together. And that for me was amazing. Yeah. I'm sure that was really empowering too, to like give you that confidence to like take your passion and your skills and run with it. Right. And I'm also somebody who really knows that like, I I don't pretend to know things I don't. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to like act like I know what I'm doing when I don't. Mm -hmm. Um, And for me, like being able to learn along the way was, I I mean, I love my job. And I, and I also always say, I don't want to be a preschool teacher in general. I want to be a preschool teacher at TAE. I do. No, I really do. Like, I don't want to, I wouldn't like if I, like if someone offered me a job at a different school for like a whole bunch of money that nobody would ever offer me, like I would say no, because like, I don't, obviously, I mean, I, I teach there because I really love it there. There's a, there's a sense of a special sense of community there that I've never experienced before. And I think you and I, and our group of friends, like you, it's true, you know, um, and I don't know if we just got lucky, but I don't think we did. I think there is, there's like a special energy there that yeah. I have always felt since the first day I toured it. So what made you go from, I'm only in the preschool lane. I refuse to look on the other side. How did you kind of dip your toe in the temple water beyond just the preschool campus? I think the first thing I was invited to was like the Purim like 80s, 80s night. Yes, that was our, and I, I think was our like, first year. I'm not gonna, I like was rolling my eyes. I was like, no, 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 no. I, I'm not gonna do that. That's just <laughs> like, that's like, I'm not gonna like, there's gonna be like a DJ. Like I just like had a, I, I don't know what I had an idea of like in my head, but I was like totally prejudging the whole situation. Um, I don't know how ultimately we ended up going um I think I probably know I'm I'm pretty sure I gave you like the dirtiest look ever like I mean that's possible I I I am a people pleaser and I will do I don't like to see people unhappy um but I can tell you that that night was the best night and it was so surpassed anything I could have like imagined and every other Purim um night that we've gone to since has been I mean to the point where I tell my parents my student my of the parents and my students I was like okay I know what you're thinking because I thought I was you I know what you're thinking and I promise you it's it's not true and you're missing out on like like memories that you like will wish you could like reward you know you have some nights you're like oh I wish I could just like like swipe my mind and jump back into that memory and relive it because it was so fun. That's what it was like. And um, so much so that you went from being like, no, I will never set foot in temple. You were that girl mm-hmm. to, okay, fine. Preschool parent, temple preschool parent to helping me pass out jello shots at the Purim parties. My number years. one favorite job. I, I, well, until I can no longer stand, I, well, no, well, probably when I get really old, I'm going to just bring my own jello shots. Even when I'm like in my eighties, I'm like, like nothing is makes me happier 
than seeing these people who don't know me, <laughs> temple goers who have never seen me. And, and I'm, pro I'm just ridiculous for one way or the other, right? The and I, have, I mean, a giant platter of jello shots. The look on their faces when I said, would you like a jello shot? Some look at me like, are you insane? Absolutely <laughs> not. And some are like, oh yeah, definitely. Like they're so into it and it make nothing makes me happier. It's like the best job on the planet. Your arc in your life of temple is, has, it's such a great arc, you it know, really, is. really gone places. I really have. <laughs> Amazing. Um, so in addition to jello shots, which you enjoy passing out, you and I also share a lot of the same, um, like food things, whether it's foods we really enjoy mm -hmm. or foods we both hate. For example, what is the face you make when I mention the word mayonnaise? I don't love mayonnaise. Right. It's not a pleasant face that you might make when you think nope. about mayonnaise. No. Mm -hmm. nope. um, but we have had many conversations about like, I don't like that either. And everyone else does. Oh my gosh. So well, like, we're like, we're like, we're like seven-year-olds. Like, I mean, yes. Like, like literally, chicken fingers like, all day. I have, I will go, I, I mean, I have been known to go to a restaurant knowing that, that I will not eat that food and I will pack a peanut butter and jelly sandwich in my purse because one, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer I, and not a participate, but I know what I like and I don't like, right. and I, will, I won't eat it. <laughs> so I think we both have a childlike sensitivities about food. I mean, if I could just go to every restaurant and have like chicken tenders and barbecue sauce and French fries, <laughs> yeah. like fine. So, yeah. Um, so with that, I would love to know, this is something that is a, a highly contested topic on okay. the schmooze. Okay. We discuss deli orders. Okay. So I would love to know what your ideal deli order would be. What do you do? What's your deli order? And, and how long has that been part of you? Okay. This has been a part of me for as long as I can remember. And honestly... It is something I cannot get here in Southern California. And it's very sad. It is very simple. Honey maple, boar's head, has to be boar's head. Honey maple turkey, lettuce, tomato, Russian dressing on rye. Honey maple doesn't exist out here? No, the Russian dressing doesn't. Oh, I was like, I'm pretty sure I've seen the honey. No, maple you cannot person. get Russian dressing. When I go home, when I go to New York, the very first thing I do, I go to the deli and I get my sandwich. All right. My friends who are watching and listening. Yeah, help me. You know of a Russian dressing that would satisfy Deb. Yes. Can you please leave the recommendation in the comments or wherever yes. you're watching this because oh we need yes. to help a sister out. Yes, absolutely. It's so sad. And it, you know, I don't like mayonnaise, but it, I think it's Thousand Island sort of mixed with relish. I think that's what, it's not so hard. Why? It's not so hard to make, but so it's like, if you go to Brent's, they don't have Russian dressing or it's not the same. It's not the same. I can't, it's just not the same. It's Brent's is like a, it's like a, it's like a knock, a knockoff. I, I, I maybe, maybe people are going to, this is going to be, okay, it's a safe place. but it just, because from being a New Yorker, like delis, the best delis are the little holes in the shopping, you know, in a strip right. mall. Those are my favorite. Like when I go back to Long Island, I go to the strip mall deli that I grew up going to in Deer Park. Right. Um, so yeah, it's sad, but you know what? I've, I've, I've worked around it.
I've made my own. It's not as good. Well, I mean, nostalgia has a flavor. Let's be honest. So we're going to find out. We're going to track down some legit Deb approved Russian dressing. I got your back, girl. This is why you come on the schmooze. I'm so it's totally worth it. If nothing else, no, just we're going to get it sponsored by the Russian dressing and they're going to be the (laughs) official sponsor of the show. I got you. Okay. Um, I think it's time for a game. What do you say? Okay. Okay. So, um, we've played this game on the schmooze before. I think we haven't played this since Stephanie Strasia's episode way back when. Oh, so okay. here we go. And that was like high holy day time. So it's been a, it's been a month or two. Okay. Um, so the game goes like this. I have a whiteboard, I have a marker and an eraser, and I have with me three objects. We may not get to all three. I don't know. Um, so I have no idea what objects she brought with her. Um, and since Deb and I are both teachers and we're both pretty artsy, we are going to draw the other person's item without seeing it. So for example, Deb is going to describe one of the objects she brought. She will not show you or me yet. I'm going to draw it on camera and then um, we're going to see if it looks like the final item. Okay. Here we go. Do I give you some sort of context? No, like, give me no context. Just describe oh shapes and right. it, it, it's pointed at the top. Okay. And then um, more straight at the bottom, on the sides. And then the bottom kind of has like a nondescript sort of like rough, there's no, it's not flat, but it's sort of rough at the bottom. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. (laughs) Um, If you look through it, it's kind of clear in parts. Okay. Can't really draw. I don't know how you could draw that. I'm just clear. (laughs) Um, It has flat surfaces around. Um, I don't know how you draw this. It, it, it. Yeah, sure. (laughs) If it's not looking good, it's because I'm doing this against my monitor. No, it's amazing. It's amazing. I just, I didn't realize you were going to draw this. Uh I would have picked something else. It's part of the fun. It's all good. Um, I don't know what else to say other than it's hard. Can I give you like something that people like use it for? No, I don't know how you, you can't get it from that picture. So this is it. it. There's nothing else. I, I don't, I mean, no, it, it, you can look through, it's clear in part of it. Is it a prism? It's smooth. It, it's kind of like a prism. So it's like a prism. Is it like a mirror? No, it, 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 it kind of is like a prism in, in but it, it's from Nate, it's natural. Prism from me, like a crystal? Yes, it's a crystal. <laughs> this, is a, I, this is a crystal. Oh, wow. <laughs> I don't know how to, I didn't know when I chose this, this is what was going to be happening. You know what the best part about that is? We like talked for the first 20 minutes about like spirituality and like meditation and being, yeah, I mean, and, like, of course. Of course. That was great. You got it. That was pretty good. it. Yeah. Hey. Good job. Okay. Um, are you ready for your turn? Okay. Okay. So you're going to do 
four U-shaped lines inside of each other. So like make one U, one big U-shape or like smile. Uh-huh. And then you're going to make another one, a third, and a fourth. Good. And then at the top of each one, you're going to make like, um, like a little circular cylinder type thing. <laughs> at the top of each, your, I think I know where you're going with this. At the top of each line, but like at the top of each line. So not closing off the space. Oh. Like just at the top of the line. Is it, is this a, a, a Hanukkah? I mean, yeah, you're so good. <laughs> I just, I feel like I, I, at first I was like, is this a necklace? And then the, you'd be perfect. You well, did it So great. then I was going to have, so you would have done the circles like at the top of each line, not in the space between the line. Oh, oh I see, I see. Yeah. Cause you feel like a cylinder, so I thought, yeah. Right. And then I was going to have you do the line up the middle for the shamash. I see, I see. And then a pedestal and there would be your Hanukkah. I see. Yeah. Okay. So we would need four candles because that's. Yeah, I, I messed that up. Here's. There Here's we what go. I was going for. There we go. There you go. It's ta-da. Ta-da. <laughs> Amazing. All right. Let's do another round. Okay. Describe okay. another object that you have. It's it's a it's a very small cylinder shape that could fit in your pocket. Okay. I mean, this one happens to have. A, a young version of Captain America on it <laughs> with the shields, like the star in the middle. Like where, right here? Yeah. Like a little guy with the shields. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Is that it? Yeah. Dude. <laughs> um, is it a kazoo? It's not a kazoo. Is it? Um, it fit in your pocket. I guess a kazoo could fit in your pocket. It could fit in your pocket. Is it a key? No. Mm -mm. A cylinder. Like a, a like a what? A pencil? No. It's it's wider than a pencil. It has a cap on the top. Wait. So that's it. There's nothing else I can draw. There isn't. I, I mean, I, I, I thought this was my easy one. I am a master artist. There's nothing else I can do. You've essentially drawn it. Um, it, it, it has at the bottom a thing that you can twist. Is it chapstick? It is chapstick. I, I happen to use little kids lip smackers. I have for my, like, since I'm 20 years old. Oh my gosh. And I just happened to get this like superhero one. And so it, it does, I mean, it's the baby Captain America. Look, it is, see yeah. All right, you're gonna draw a long skinny rectangle. Okay. Make it skinnier. Skinnier. And longer. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Beautiful. Okay. Then on one end, you're going to make um, a shorter, fatter rectangle, but like only on the end a little bit. Vertical? Like, um, to it. Like 
almost like a Lego block, like go up right there and hit, yeah, mm-hmm, and down, uh-huh, and then meet the other side, okay? Where that shorter rectangle is that you just drew, you're gonna draw a bunch of lines coming off the top. Like this? <laughs> yeah, make some shorter, and you can even make some inside that little skinny rectangle. Toothbrush? Yeah. Oh, okay. There you go. I think I think we we have we have a future in this this I game. I think we do. I think this is really good. We have come to the end of our interview. However, we still have to do some questions. Now, I know Deb that you've before you became a teacher, mm-hmm. you worked in production, right? Mm-hmm. We're like in Hollywood. Well, yeah, yeah, sure. And so um, because you worked in the business and you know about, you know, actors and interviews and things like that, you're familiar with James Lipton, who hosted Inside the Actor Studio. So oh, yeah. now it is time for me to ask you some similar questions that James Lipton would ask of his guests. And I'm going to do the same, but with a Jewish spin. So okay. you have not heard these questions. You're unfamiliar. Here we go. First thing that comes to your mind. What is your favorite Yiddish word? Schmaltz. Schmaltz. Yeah. The great word. Yeah. It, it says everything. It says everything and it's disgusting and great. And it sounds exactly like what it means. It's so true. It's just a perfect example of a Yiddish word. Yeah. Um, what is your least favorite Yiddish word? Um, oh, that's a good question. Can you give me some examples? I think I don't have, I don't know that I have a least favorite. I should have not have said schmaltz. <laughs> said that was my least favorite because it's kind of okay I'm switching I'm changing it oh we're, we this is the first time in the schmooze history I'm changing it I'm going reverse okay my favorite is nachas because I like I like a little like you got a little like uh I don't know you got a little spark inside you kind of yeah. like a little, that good energy yeah waltz is my least favorite word because be, just erase just because it sounds like what it is which is fat and a layer it's gross right yeah Okay, so you don't like it because of what it is. That's right. And that's why Schmaltz is now taking the least favorite category. And we've given Nachas a promotion, which gives me great Nachas to hear you do that. Can I give you, I'll make you laugh. And this just goes along with everything I've said. Yeah. I have learned about, because I grew up with my, you know, my grandma saying Yiddish words here and there, but whatever. But the way I've learned the most about Yiddish words is from the book, My Yiddish Vacation by Ioni Skye. It is a fantastic, sweet book about these two kids who go to their grandparents in Florida from New York. And like, they learn all about Yiddish and the grandparents. I'm telling you, it's fantastic. This is- I've never heard of it. It's so good. My Yiddish Vacation, Ioni Sky, the one who was the actress and say anything, she wrote it. It's so good. Oh, okay. Good recommendation. It's so good. Yeah. That's- Wherever books are sold, you can grab your copy. I think so. Yeah. Where's Love my... It. No. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So get your Yiddish on from My Yiddish Vacation. That's a yeah. great recommendation. Yeah. Um, we kind of talked a little bit about this earlier. Um the next question is what turns you on Jewishly? So like, what is it about being Jewish that you're like, yeah, I dig it. Like, that's a good thing. Oh, that's easy. The, the like treating people how you want to be treated. It's my number one way I live my life always. 
So for those of you who don't know Deb, she's pretty much a social justice warrior, um, like badass in every way. And, um, and she will speak for the good or on behalf of the good and those who need it. And so I can understand that I'm not surprised is what I'm saying, because I happen to know you that that would be your answer to that question. So I'm very proud of you for that. What turns you off Jewishly? What is it that you're like, "Mm, don't need that? I don't love horseradish. (laughs) And I know that that is a Jewish staple in, you know, like Passover and I just, I don't know. That is amazing. Like you didn't even hesitate. First of all, <laughs> it was like, boom. Um, so many times when people answer that question, they're like afraid of like offending other Jews. They're like, oh no, but you were like horseradish ain't my thing. Sorry, Passover. And by the way, going back again to our food agreements, big thumbs down on the horseradish over here too. Awful. I think you're a monster if you eat it. No. I don't, it's not you. And we're not really judging you, but we kind of are judging you. A little bit, yeah. Um, what sound or noise at temple do you love? Oh, singing. I love singing. I love the sound of music and singing. Yeah. Have, yeah. You, um, have you made it to one of the services on a Friday night? Probably not, because I know your kids go to bed early too, where the band and the choir perform? No. Lead the service? This whole COVID business is well lately. Forget that. Take me when we're back in back in business. Okay, when we're when we're back in business in person, we're going on a date. I think you'll love that. What sound or noise at Temple do you hate? Oh, maybe babies crying, and not not because it irritates me, but because I can like you you know I don't like the sound like unhappy babies who can't speak words and tell them people how they their parents or their people how they're feeling I mean sitting they want to be running around or like being you know I don't know being fed Cheerios I don't know I'm pretty sure like every parent and or teacher in the universe would agree with you on that so I get it Um, I don't like it when my own kids cry either and usually I just ignore them so there's that but you're not allowed to do that if you're working no, I, and I'll give you a tip. I always bring hard candies for my kids, like Jolly Ranchers. They take a very long time to, you know, deteriorate in their uh-huh. mouth. Just, a, just a, another tip I'm just going to throw out there. That is a brilliant hack. Yeah. Or a hack, I should say. Yeah. Um, so assuming that you are a regular at Friday night services, which I know is not happening yet, Um, but we typically have like an Oneg after, just like we do after the kids Friday night services. Mm -hmm. And, um, if you were to arrive at the Oneg expecting the delicious cookies and babka, but none were there because they didn't make it to the temple for some reason, you would probably be very angry. What would be your favorite curse word to use? Can I say it? Absolutely. We do not have a rating system here at the schmooze. (laughs) It can, it it would be like, damn it. (laughs) I wanted those cookies done, done. I'm a cookie monster. If I've been told there are cookies and there are no cookies, Mm -hmm. there are going to be some strong words coming from my mouth. I believe it. And I also, I'm right there with you and would probably utter something very similar. So you don't mess with the cookies. No, you do not. (laughs) Um, 
what temple leadership role would you be interested in taking one day? And don't worry, this is not necessarily committing you to that, but like, what is an area that you're like, I could do that? I mean, I think I'm really good with like talking to parents of like potential ECC and not because I'm a teacher, but because I'm a parent. Right. And like, you're good at talking, you know, like I know what it means to be a parent. I know what it means to like question what you want out of a preschool and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's really a job. So like some sort of ambassador type of person. Yeah, I like it. I love, I love a label of ambassador. I just gave it to you and now it's a thing. I'm learning. Right. <laughs> um, what is a temple leadership role you would not want to take? And this could be not necessarily just a staff position, but like also if you think of the board and like how organizations run, mm-hmm. what is a role that you're like, I would stay away from blank? Anything that has to do with money. <laughs> so my husband's job. <laughs> That's right. Brian can keep his job. I'm not gunning for it. No, thanks. I'm good. You can be treasurer off into the sunset. I don't like math. I don't like numbers. I don't like money. You like spending money. Sure, sure, sure. But that's obviously, if that's a job, is that a job? I mean, no. (laughs) Spending your money on temple membership, that's a job. Temple's money on stuff? No, that's not a job. If only. Um, And here's the final question. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. I have to read it because it's detailed. Okay. In Judaism, mm-hmm. the Garden of Eden is sometimes used synonymously with the idea of heaven. If there was an afterlife, what would you want God to say to you when you arrive at the gates of the Garden of Eden? Oh. <laughs> well, the fir- I'm just going full stream of consciousness here. I do believe in reincarnation. So I would say something along the lines of welcome, enjoy your stay, um, but you only have, you know, two weeks to explore heaven and then you're, you're, you're going back again. You're back on the job. Back on the job. Yeah. I like being, I like, I like being human. I, I, fascinating. I, look, I look forward to being human, more humans. So yeah. like, okay question because I think you've done more like exploration in this than I have mm-hmm. um it, are there rules or is it just more simply ideas about like with reincarnation which I know is not necessarily like a Jewish staple but I'm we're just talking like completely metaphysically and yeah. spiritually um like do you are you dead for a certain amount of time before like you go back into another being or like how does that work do you, what do you know I don't know. I think I grew up, my mom always saying like, time is an illusion. And I think that when you die, I don't know that time is like a thing. So I don't know. I definitely believe in karma and like the yin and yang of things. And I believe that like, you know, if you had a hard time in certain relationships that you need to work on that in the next life with those people, I do believe you're with the same people. So it's like working on those things, but like, I just made up the two weeks thing. I don't right, know. Right, right. So yeah. like, is, do you, can you cross species? Like, could you come back as a dog? No. So you, you just do another human tour. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. But like, would we know each other? Would we be friends yeah. next time? We're sisters. Who knows? Brothers. Like, have we known each other in another life maybe? I absolutely, I think that everybody you meet 
especially people who you connect with more than just like a fleeting sort of thing, I believe that yes, you've known those people. Not always, but yeah. I mean, I've read a lot of books. My mom had read a lot of books, you know, but I also think like, it sounds like nice, you know, like to believe yeah. in, um, it's just like a blind faith tort sort of thing. Totally. But yeah. it's also what, you, what feels right to you. Like for me, my mom died when I was young. I've lost a lot of people in my life. Like to me, feeling like, oh, I'm going to see those people again. And I'm totally. going to be connected to those people again. Like that just makes it easier. Like if I was like, oh, you just die, you're dead in the ground. It's just, to me, that doesn't, that would, I would have a hard time with life, my current life, if I thought about it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, that makes a lot of sense. It makes life easier, I think. I think that's why people connect with religion. I think they want to believe in something. Right. For whatever, whatever the reason is. Just to wrap it up and come full circle, because we've gotten, we've gotten deep today. Real deep. <laughs> Russian dressing and like life and death. I mean, this is, whoo. Um, but I think what's great about, you know, Reform Judaism, uh, the way we practice at Temple of Elohim, like, you, you take what you need, right? So I kind of see it as like a buffet, like a little of this, I'll take a little of that. Mm, I'll pass on that. Oh, but I like that. And you just like take what you need and you fill your good side insides with that. And I think that is what like sort of helps get you through. And if we all are on that same understanding that we all take what we need and yeah. then also give what we can, yeah. um, I think that's just a way for everyone to live like harmoniously, right? So I a hundred million trillion percent agree. And I feel like Rabbi Diamond, he really, really hits that home for people and that he'll take you any way. Like I, I you know, like we'll take you any way we can get you. Yeah, I think i I think we found the right place is what it comes down to. So <laughs> well, I'm just so glad you found this place. So thank you to Cindy for bringing you here <laughs> um, and for teaching our kids. I know that you're unable to teach this school year because of the pandemic and you have your own kids schedules to contend with. Um, yeah. And that's hard, but I know that you miss it, but I'm so glad that we have each other. We have all of our friends and we have all the things we've learned over the last few years to kind of keep us afloat. Absolutely. So, so thank you, Deb, for joining me today. Is there anything else you want to share with our millions and millions of viewers and fans? No, I miss my, I miss my people at the, at, at school. Yeah. Little kiddos. Yeah. I'm sure they miss your big hugs and I'll be back next year. We'll be back. God willing next year in person, right? It's just like what we say at Passover, but kind of different. (laughs) So with that, Uh, Thank you so much, Deb, for joining me today. Thank you for following along and listening and watching The Schmooze. As always, I will be back with another guest for you to learn all about as we connect our members of Temple Adad Elohim. So I'll see you next time on The Schmooze. (laughs) Bye.